This is Bible Talk with Steve, where we discuss the Bible, theology and answer your questions. Now here's our host Steve Turin. Welcome to another episode of Bible Talk with Steve. On today's episode, we're going to be talking about soteriology, which means the doctrine of salvation. Salvation is a three-step process. First, we have justification, then sanctification, then glorification. We're going to read several scriptures going over all these uh, subjects. So before we start, we start every episode with a prayer. So let's pray. Hallelujah, model, Thank you for this opportunity to come before you and serve you, Father God. Lord, I pray for this message, Father God, that the hearer would be blessed, that they would understand your word, Father God, and that you would speak through me, Father God. I thank you for all that you've done for us. I thank you for your salvation, Father. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. So the first one is justification. Justification happens immediately after a believer accepts Christ and makes all Christians equal. Justification means that you have been forgiven. Your sin has been placed on Christ and His righteousness has been placed upon you. There is no longer sin on you. God no longer looks at you as a sinner. He looks at you as saved, forgiven, and sanctified. Uh, I believe it's Psalms that says, He separates my sin as far as the east is from the west. The east and west never meet. You could travel west for a million miles and never end up going east. Our first scripture is Romans 3.24. And we are justified by His grace as a gift through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. So we see that it's a gift. It's not something that we earned. It's not something that we did. It's not something that we could bargain for. It's not something that we could even ask for. Once we accept Christ, God gives it to us as a gift that we are justified. We're no longer sinners. Justification was secured through his blood on the cross. Romans 5, 9. Since, therefore, we have now been justified by his blood, how much more shall we be saved by him and from the wrath of God? So we need to understand something. That we are saved by his blood. How important is the blood of Christ? The blood of Christ is not a, a thing that we should take lightly. It's not something that we should place upon our cars and our houses. It's something more important than that. We place it upon ourselves. But we don't place it upon ourselves. Christ placed it upon us when we accepted him. And now we're saved because there is no forgiveness of sins without the shedding of blood. And Christ's blood was so precious, so pure, so holy, that it forgave the sins of the world. Another point is this. We have been saved by him from the wrath of God. We're not saved because we're afraid of Satan. We're not saved because we're afraid to go to hell. Yes, we're going to go to hell without Christ. But the point is we're saved from God. Because God is angry with our sin. And he cannot tolerate sin. 
even the smallest sin. The Bible in the Old Testament says that we shouldn't wear two different types of fabric, that we shouldn't eat cheese on our meat. This is how serious is sin. It's the smallest little details that makes God angry on sin. But through the blood of Christ, we've been saved from our sin once and for all. The blood of Christ is more precious than the blood of animals. When they sacrificed the lamb and the goat, they had to do it every year. Every time someone sinned, they had to offer a sacrifice. But the blood of Christ saved us from every sin, past, present, future. If you don't believe that, then I'm sorry you're not saved. You need to change your mind. You need to repent. Repent doesn't mean to stop sinning. Repent means to change one's mind. And to change one's mind is to change your mind about Christ. So I beg of you, change your mind. Believe that you're saved from all your sins. In Jesus' name. He delivered us because he rose from the dead as well. Romans 4.25 Who has delivered us up for our trespasses and raised for our justification. He was raised for our justification. If he didn't rise from the dead, we would not be saved. We would not be sanctified. We would not be glorified. We'll talk more about that later. All sin is credited to Christ and all righteousness is credited to us because his righteousness is everlasting. 1 Corinthians 5.21 For our sake he made him to be sin who knew no sin, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. If we're the righteousness of God, there's nothing that could take that away. Our next scripture is Ephesians 2, 1-6. And you were dead in the trespasses and sins in which you once walked, following the course of this world, following the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that is now at work in the sons of disobedience, among whom we all once lived in the passions of our flesh, carrying out the desires of the body and the mind, and were by nature children of wrath like the rest of mankind. But God, being rich in mercy, because of the great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved, and raised us up with him, and seated us with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. We were already condemned to die, but Christ saved us when we had faith and believed. Very famous scripture, John 3, 16 through 18. For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. Whoever believes in him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe is condemned already because he has not believed in the name of the only Son of God. Without believing, you're already going to hell. There's nothing you could do about it. But the person who believes is saved forever. The next step in a Christian's life is sanctification. Sanctification simply means to be set aside. It is through His Word that we are sanctified by the Holy Spirit, and by our own actions, and by the mercy and the grace of God. I'm going to explain. Sanctify them by your truth. Your Word is truth. John 17, 17. 
We're slowly set apart when we read, study, meditate, and talk about the Word of God like we're doing right now. Uh, quote by Dwight L. Moody, The Bible will keep you from sin, or sin will keep you from the Bible. The blood also set us apart by washing away our sin. Hebrews 10, 11 through 14. Every priest stands daily at his service, offering repeatedly the same sacrifices, which can never take away our sins. But when Christ had offered for all time a single sacrifice for sin, he sat down at the right hand of God, waiting from that time until his enemies should be made a footstool for his feet. For by a single offering, he had perfected for all time those who are being sanctified. Not only are we sanctified by what we do, but Hebrews 10.10 tells us this, And it is by God's will that we have been sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once and for all. So Christ also sanctified us once and for all. So even if we fail, even if we are not reading, even if we're not studying, even if we're not doing anything, we're still sanctified a little bit. We still have our sin. But sanctification means that we're set apart. 1 Peter 1, 14-15 As obedient children, do not be conformed to the passions of your former ignorance. But as he who called you is holy, you also must be holy in all your conduct. Romans 6, 19 I'm using a human analogy because at the weakness of your flesh, for just as you offered the parts of yourselves as slaves to moral impurity, and to greater and greater lawlessness. So offer them as slaves to righteousness, which results in sanctification. So instead of being slaves to sin and doing what we want, we should concentrate on what God wants. Uh, Galatians has a list of things to avoid and things to practice. We're going to read Galatians 5, 16-25. Because I got to say some ugly words. But it's scripture and it has to be said. But I say, walk by the Spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the desires of the flesh are against the Spirit. And the desires of the Spirit are against the flesh. For those are opposed to each other. To keep you from doing the things you want to do. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. Now the works of the flesh are evident. Sexual immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, fits of anger, rivalries, dissensations and divisions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and things like these. I warn you as I warned you before that those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. And those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live by the Spirit, we also keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking one another, and envying one another. Instead of all the sins listed, practice goodness and love and kindness. 
Don't provoke other people to sin, and don't be jealous of others. Don't have enmity, which means grudges. The Spirit are clear how to be sanctified. The Scriptures are clear how to be sanctified. Sanctification is a slow, lifelong process. It never ends. Sometimes we backslide and go back and need to get to the same level, but we are never going to be perfect. Even Paul said, I have not become perfect, and he wrote almost the entire New Testament. Philippians 3.12 Not that I have already obtained this, or am already perfect, but I press on to make it my own, because Christ Jesus made me his own. And then the final step is glorification. The third and final step is glorification, which happens when we receive our new spiritual bodies in the New Jerusalem. 1 Corinthians 15:44. It is sown a natural body, it is raised a spiritual body. If there is a natural body, there is a spiritual body. 1 Corinthians 15:51-55. Behold, I tell you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall be all changed. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet, for the trumpet will sound, and the dead will be raised imperishable, and we shall be changed. For the perishable body must be on, must put on the imperishable, and this mortal body must put on immortality. When the imperishable, when the perishable puts on the imperishable, and the mortal puts on immorality, then shall come to pass the saying that is written: Death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is your victory? O death, where is your sting? We are mortal. But in an instant, in the twinkling of an eye, when the trumpet sounds, we will become immortal. We will live forever. We will be changed to be like Christ. When Christ died and he raised, his body was transformed. Mary did not recognize him because he was transformed. So we will be transformed. We will no longer be the same. We will be glorified. We will be like Christ. Philippians 3.10 That I may know him and the power of his resurrection, and may share his sufferings, becoming like him in his death. So one day we'll be like Jesus, perfect, holy, without sin, without sickness, without disease and heartache in the New Jerusalem. We eagerly await that day. I pray that you take this to heart. I pray that you understand what I'm trying to say. I pray in the name of Jesus that we all practice sanctification, that we, but that we would work out our salvation, as the scripture says, that we would be more like Christ because God called us to be holy. Even if we fail, even if we're faithless. The scripture says when we are faithless that he is faithful. So don't think that if you commit a sin that you're going to hell because you've been saved once and for all by the blood of Christ because he sanctified you for all eternity. But he called us to live a holy life, not to carry out our passions and our desires, but to carry out his passions and his desires. So until next time, stay studied. God bless. Thank you and God bless you for listening to today's episode. 
If you would like to submit a question please leave a comment below or send a direct message to Bible Talk with Steve on Instagram. Until next week, stay studied.